The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpa sportsmed to learn more. What's going on, folks? And welcome back to another exciting episode of our PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm your host, Nebby Asais, here with my co-host and high school sports editor, Brian Linder, who I feel like we haven't had on this podcast in ages, man. And people miss you. Everybody keeps asking me about you, Brian. How you doing? Uh, I've been knocked down, Nebby. I've been dealing with some health issues. I'm not feeling too well. I'm still dealing with some stuff, man. But I'm I'm a tank. I'm here. I'm still, still going, still plowing along. So uh, hanging in there, man. You looking good, Slugger. Today looks like a really good day for you, man. You look like you could be on the cover of GQ or Vogue. <laughs> I don't feel. I don't. I don't know about that. I don't feel like it, man. But uh, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. So got some antibiotics in me. I'm hoping that I need them. To, I need them to start really working. They will, man. Keep that faith strong. Hey, man. Uh, we're here to talk football. You know, you've been you've been in the heart of basketball season here, going down going down the stretch here. We're here to talk football, and uh, you know. We got a great guest this week, Nebby. Mm-hmm. And there's a backstory here. We have David Pale Pale from Hempfield, big defensive tackle, big nasty defensive tackle. David, height and weight, 6'3, 305, something like that. What is it? Yep. Uh, 6'3, 315. So, <laughs> Nebby can tell you, I'll spend weeks just going over each team's huddle film, right? Yeah. And and I, I always claim, and I, I, I think we maybe we weren't because David's a heck of a player, but I swear we were the first one. We have our own Penn Live State rankings, and I swear we were the first to put him in there. And it was really like I just went through Hempfield's huddle, and I, you know, I looked for height and weight, and I clicked on David. David, and I think this was before he had an offer, mm-hmm. you know. And this kid was wrecking kids, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, Hempfield didn't have another guy like that. I'm not dissing him. Now a lot of people don't. And so uh, he got on our radar there, and uh, I think I sent you a message way back then. and was like, hey, man, keep grinding, and it's going to come. And then, man, has it come. How many offers do you have, David? Um, I'm up to 16 now. How many? 16. 16. Look, and I mean big big schools, right? What was the last? You just got an offer not too long ago, right? Yeah, uh, Tennessee and then University of Charlotte. Penn State's offered. Um who are some of the other schools real quick? Let people, to give people an idea who, who's trying to get you to come come to school, man. Uh, Colorado, Notre Dame, USC, Miami, and Penn State. Those are some of the biggest ones. David, I want to ask you about that first one, man. If I'm not mistaken, Louisville was the first to give you that opportunity last year, right? It is around this time in April. I mean, what was that feeling like for you? I mean, being what in your sophomore year? getting your first offer from a Division One program like Louisville? It was crazy because I remember it like two, it was like a week before I actually got offered. Um, the whole staff like followed me and everything, you know, like that whole process. And I, I'm sitting in track because I do, I throw for track and field. Okay. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, hold on, what, like, is this really happening? And I get a text from my coach later that night saying Louisville's coming by uh, like the next week. And he came in, and I remember the whole day, like that, that he came in. I'm just sitting there in class, just counting the hours that go by. Went in, met uh, Coach Gasparato, and he just broke it to me. And I was like, it was a sigh of relief, kind of just like, 
I'm almost there to like my end goal. Never, this guy's got a ton of layers. I feel like to his story. The <laughs> first one, and 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 uh, I worked in Daytona Beach for six years. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty familiar with IMG and Bradenton, mm-hmm. and and David was going to go there, and he was all set to go, and he decided to play at Hempfield. First of all, tell us how that decision played out for you, and and what brought you back home, and and uh, yeah, and 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 how that went down for you. So yeah, so uh, December thirteenth was when I first made contact with IMG. Um, I ended up making the decision like probably like five days later that I was going to go, and the semester, the first semester for this school here at Hempfield ended January thirteenth. And I was done. Like, I was ready to go. Um, I had a week off before, like, the move-in date. And um, during that time, I kind of just sat there, and I was just like, it always popped up to, into my mind, like, do I really want to do this? Is, like, is this what I want, really? And, I, like, the opportunity to play with my little brother coming in as a ninth grader, like, I don't know when I'll get that again. Mm. And kind of, I just took up on that. It's my last ride with the guys. and. And I just kind of went with my heart with it. What's your little brother's name? Devin Lawana. He's a he's a, he's a skill guy, right? He's yeah. He he's a little dude. <laughs> so you know, people always have this debate, and they talk about this. Um, you know, like a lot of people say, "Oh, you should stay and play with your teammates," or but I don't think people understand. I mean, IMG is almost like going to a college program. They got some of the best players in the nation, but they have they have um, nutritionists. Um, I mean, it's it's like the best of everything for high school football, right? I mean, like, tell us about that, what you saw in that and what is attractive about that. And even though you made the decision to stay and play with your brother and, and, and your friends, it had to be tough, too, to say no to ING in the end. Exactly, yeah. The whole reason for me going was to really get that college-like feel, like the tempo of everything and the competition, not only in games, but, like, every day in practice, I'm going against, like, five stars, four stars you know, guys who are going to be at that next level with me. And that's that's all I wanted. Like, I never wanted to go there because I had the offers I wanted, like the Dream School, um, SEC, Big Ten, all that. And that was the concern with a lot of the coaches uh, that that reached to was that I wanted exposure, which I have here. And that was completely false. But passing up on an opportunity like IMG, it's hard, but I – I just want to be home and play for the guys one last time. What was like your mom and dad's initial reaction to you getting the opportunity to play at IMG? Because like Brian mentions, you know, opportunity doesn't come knocking twice. I mean, what was their initial response to that and how'd that kind of go down at home? At first, um, first off, my mom had no clue what it was. Uh-huh. Um, but my dad, was he was kind of like already on the fence about it. He was like just telling me, he was reminding me like this is a big decision if you really want to do it. Like you can't just it's not like a ride away, like a two-hour ride where they could pick me up and come back. It's the whole flight. Mm-hmm. And um, we kind of called Coach Logan and Coach Niedermeyer there at IMG. Um, they broke it to them, like, the whole process and how they'll take care of me. Kind of given, like, you know, uh, a feel for, like, what they didn't know. And, like, after that call, my mom was really comfortable and she was, like, she didn't mind leaving me leaving the nest. Mm-hmm. Now, you just got, there's even more interesting stuff about this, this, this guy, man. You're originally from Anchorage, Alaska, right? I was going to ask that. <laughs> so like, like, and so 
how do you go from Anchorage to Hempfield and playing football and stuff like that? I mean, how 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 did you end up here, man? Yep. So I was born and raised there, um, 2006 all the way to 2020 in May, um, before I turned 15 or 14. I'm sorry. And then the whole reason for that was just kind of getting exposure because there's probably one or two guys I can name right now that went D1 out of there, and it's just rare and. You know, I our parents just wanted the best for us. We were tired of the cold. We needed new scenery, um, and we had family out here. We have two uncles and two aunts out here, so Pennsylvania was just the move. Oh, Brian, real fast. Let me ask you. You, you talk about maybe I wanted to ask yeah. you. I mean, I, I watch like my my wife will watch like these like building Alaska shows and stuff, man. Some parts <laughs> of Alaska are crazy living. There's like grizzly bears walking around and. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, what, what, where, like, what's Anchorage? I know is, I guess, one of the bigger areas. What was it like? Like, what was it like where you live? So yeah, Anchorage is probably like the biggest city there. City, it, it's like, it's the smallest city like out here in the states. Um, it, it's kind of like here. It's just, I don't know. How to, it's a lot slower, I'd say. Um, you would see moose everywhere, all around the streets. Um, bears would go, they'd roam around too. It's just, it's a place of wildlife, I'd say. And if you really, I'd say if you're into outdoors, um, Alaska is the place to go. Yeah, Brian kind of got into it because I was going to say my nickname is Curious George, man. I ask a lot of questions for a living. <laughs> um, I read before that it's like, especially around this time of year where it gets dark here, like during daylight savings time for us, yeah. it gets dark in Alaska pretty quick, doesn't it? I mean, what's that guy like? That's that's like more up north, um, kind of like in like the villages and all that. Like they don't see sunlight at all. Like through winter, it's like probably two months. I may be wrong, but it's just straight darkness and all. Like, but in Anchorage in the summer, the sun never went down. Mm-hmm. So that was a nice thing. Yeah, it's pros and cons. This is like my last like really super interesting question, real fast before we <laughs> go back to it. But <laughs> did you use like snowmobiles to like get around for transportation and stuff like that? <laughs> no, we, we we had cars. We had cars. Hey, from, hey, I'm from South Carolina. Nevy's from Harrisburg. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know what it's like. Right. Look, I think this is the Arctic for me coming up to Pennsylvania. Right. This is cold to me. Like, what what's the Pennsylvania winters like compared to Alaska like winters? The the winters here they're. I'm going to be honest, I think they're colder. It's like a wet kind of cold. Like, it's a lot more chillier. It's it's hard to explain because out there, it's just a bunch of snow and it's not as much wind, I'd say. I think that's the biggest difference with the winters here. And it's not as long. It's definitely not as long. So you said part of the reason why you came here is exposure. So, like, when you were out there, you were playing football. And like I said, it's not a... Alaska is not a recruiting hotbed. I don't know if I've ever heard of a team going to Alaska, sending coaches to Alaska. Nick Saban ain't flying to Alaska, guys. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, so you start, I mean, you were doing pretty well. There you started to figure out you might have a future in football. How was that going for you? Yeah, so I started playing uh, football when I was six. And after that, like I played my first year and I took a break in between. I don't know why. But after that, like I got thrown back in. Um, I was. The first team I went back to, it was coached by my uncle. And after that, I kind of just, like, fell in love with the game. Like, everywhere I turn, football. Everywhere, Like, anything that's on, it'll probably be football on my screen. Um, and I just grew a love. Like, love for it grew for me. So, if I may, what 
how did you and your family end up in the LL? You end up going to Hempfield. I mean, of all places in the world, you come here to Pennsylvania. Did mom <laughs> and dad ever tell you their decision making and like what the process of elimination for choices to live in the States was like, or they had family here? Yeah. So we have actually family out in York. Okay. Uh, so that's where we were staying at first. We were living with them. And I was going to go to like Redline somewhere out there. Okay. Um, but before I actually was close to being born out here and I would have went to central York all my life. Okay. And it's just crazy. It's a crazy story. Um, but the, my mom found a job out here in Lancaster and ended up being in Landisville and I, now I'm in Hatfield. I feel like I, I keep hearing these legends, legendary stories about this guy. You have like famous family members or, or something, or I, I feel like I'm hearing this, this, you know you how you hear rumors and third place. Yeah. Oh, he's related to this guy. I mean, do you have like famous family members or what's that? I don't. I I the Penacial thing that was like a mix up on me. I was trying to compare like how Polynesians because I'm Polynesian. Like it's just a big family, and I brought in his example of like just culture, like how the culture is and how football means to like a Polynesian like bloodline. Tell us about that real quick. What what is it? I mean, because because I mean, hey, um, some of those some of those big Polynesian dudes, man, you guys can ball. I mean, there's a history of them in the league. Yeah, so, for wrestling too, man. Like like uh, like like the Usos and stuff, right? Are they are, are they Polynesian? They are Polynesian. Or something like that. Yeah, they yeah. are. So for for us, we feel like a little underrated, um, because we think like the stigma kind of is. Like all Polynesians are linemen, and they're like, it's just kind of weird because a lot of us grew up playing skill position. Because it's me, I played running back and middle linebacker all my life until moving here to Lancaster. And I get it because I had a crazy growth spurt and I was, I was a lineman body. Um, but I think football is like, it's much more than a sport to us. It's kind of like, it's kind of a way of escaping, like, Everything really is kind of a place of a safe haven. Nebby, you see the Polynesian dudes. If you think about all the, all all the football players that come to mind and stuff like that, they're tough dudes, right? Yeah, and they're some of the toughest dudes in the league, and that's because they got guys like David Polly Polly playing running back. <laughs> you know, is it in, in their leagues and stuff? Is it Haloti not a Polynesian? One of my favorite linemen to watch. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say watching your film, your game kind of reminds me of his. <laughs> I'm the biggest, baddest dudes, man. Polynesian. Hey, well, Brian and David, we have a lot more football talk left to go because you're just that interesting of a subject, David. <laughs> but we'll take a brief moment here to acknowledge our sponsor, UPMC and Pinnacle Health. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpa sportsmed to learn more. Yeah, man, we talk about the Polynesian uh, staples that we have. Uh, one of my favorite Polynesian guys is Dwayne The Rock Johnson, man. I mean, how can you not love The Rock? But um, I want to ask you, David, um, sort of what your experience has been like at Hemfield over the years and sort of how you got started in the program there. I know it's a lot different being far away from home. Um, but how did you get acclimated and what was, you know, your come up like in Hemfield through the years? In freshman year, mm -hmm. when I first pulled up to, like, the practices, it was in COVID, so, like, it was all kind of like, it was weird, like the schedule and everything. Mm -hmm. 
But I came in and I was lost. Like, like the way the game is here is just so much different from Alaska. Um, it's a lot faster. Um, you know, you you have to rely on all eleven, which I feel like in Alaska it's like you get that one good player and it's always through that one player. Like, give them the rock and that. But here you really have to game plan because like the competition here is crazy. It's um, you can't just rely on one guy to do it because it won't get the job done. So for one thing for me, it's just the way the style is like me getting acclimated was I had to learn a playbook really. Cause I didn't know, I knew how to like read a deep, like read an offense, break down plays, but just kind of knowing a playbook is the biggest adjustment for me. Who was sort of a guy at Hempfield that kind of helped you get through that rough patch at first? I mean, would you say it was your head coach, your strength and conditioning coach? Would you say it was teammates during off-season workouts? I mean, I know that's a lot to take in. I'd say the seniors, class of 2022 uh-huh. or 2021, um, they helped me a lot. They were really, compared to a lot of the other seniors that I see on other teams and that I've seen through Hempfield's program, they they were really welcoming. and um, They were kind of starting from scratch, really, because Coach Edgar was new, and he was he was a rookie too, so um, I'd say that the the seniors that my my sophomore year they really helped me. Um, they slowed it down for me, um, helped me like just pick up on certain things that I didn't know, and I think that was like the biggest factor that helped to my success. You get there, you start doing well, and uh, and now you've blown up. <laughs> and it, you know, and, and and you know, it seems like you got you got all, all these offers now, but really, it's been about what about a year and a half now. Yeah, it's been. Uh, my first offer was in April by Louisville, so I I don't know the exact date, but I know I know about a year. approaching almost one year. Yeah. yeah, ten months. What has that been like? What has it been like, man? How have you handled it, and how are you handling it? Because you got some big decisions to make. Um. I'll start with how I'm handling it now. Um, I'm ready to close it, and I'm I'm gonna decide here before the season. And I'm aiming for July Fourth, which is my brother's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's when I want to commit. But when it first started, like when juniors were allowed to, when my class was officially starting to, you know, openly talk to coaches, it was wild. I think I woke up and it was like. 50 to 100 text messages saying like, hey, we want you, you know, this is what you mean to us. And a lot of them didn't even offer. And, you know, my coach often asked me, he goes, from even before I even got the offer, he always like told me, fill out questionnaires. Do you want me to call them? And my whole mindset was, if they don't offer me, that's on them. Like, I'm not going to go around asking for this and that. Um, like, I'm going to just show them why, you know, what they missed on on. And that's how I, that's kind of how I've been handling it. Uh, it's been slow, which is how I, like I, I like it. I don't have to, you know, go back and forth with the coach, go to my schoolwork, deal with the football stuff. Like I I like it slow, just a simple text saying hi, how's it going, um, and that's just how it's been for probably like a month now. David, you're a six foot three offensive defensive lineman, three hundred fifteen pounds. Now you say. This past season, you were, what, Class 6A, first-team All-State uh, defensive lineman. Um, you were the LL's Outstanding Lineman of the Year, Section 1's Offensive and Defensive Lineman of the Year. 
I mean, you still have another season left here on the gridiron. What are some what are some goals and expectations you have for yourself? Let's first break down this junior season. I know it was an upset for you losing to Manheim Township there in the District Three what some was semifinals, right? You lost to Manheim Township, but you had a spectacular season. I mean, let's break that down first, and then go into your goals and expectations heading into your your last ride. Yeah, this this past year was a it was a fun one to say the least. Like, honestly, we created like the best Hemfield team yet. Um, you know, we went eight and two, which hasn't been done in a while. We won the section outright, which hasn't been done in twenty eight years. Um, we placed first seed in districts, which I don't think has ever happened um, since we classified for six A. Uh, and we we made some big strides, but you know, going into this next season, we're losing a lot of our talent, like a lot of the you know pieces that built that success with the twenty three class gone. Um, but you know. My goals for next season, it's just to think about, like, how freshman season was. Because uh, that's basically how it is. It's where the, like, 24 is the top dog now. Um, and we have to set a standard now where Hemfield's, like, a common name in the in the mix. And hopefully that, you know, that I'm setting a good example for the younger kids that, you know, that they want to be in this conversation all the time where, like, Hemfield's number one or number two just – you know, we don't want to be the bottom feeders of the league. You know, go ahead. I, uh, go ahead Nevi. Oh, I was gonna say. Well, I was gonna <laughs> say. I think that's. I think that says a lot about you, man. Because we're in an era where, you know, a lot of people try to jump to those super teams, and you had a chance. And I, again, I Nebby can tell you, I have a history of saying this. I'm one of the guys like, man, I, I couldn't turn an IMG down if I was, you know, in that position because it's yeah, it's such a tremendous opportunity. And here you are, knowing that you guys got to do some work mm-hmm. to be competitive like you were last year. Nothing's guaranteed when you're sort of rebuilding a little bit. Yeah. But he's still coming back to play with his guys, Nebby, and I think that says a lot about his character there, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was I was going to ask you, kind of take it aside from football real fast, uh, who's David Pale Pale in the classroom? Who are you walking through the hallways? I mean, what's, what's it like for you? I know you're <laughs> probably like a homecoming king type of guy. Throw the javelin into the parking lot <laughs> off the field. I mean, what's your experience throughout high school been like, man? And what do you hope to leave behind? Yeah, I've been kind of, you know, walking through the halls. You know, everybody knows who I am. And, like, I love to interact with people. I'm a people's person. Um, I love to dap people up. I love to make new friends. And I talk a lot. Um, so, you know, I have an AirPod in, and I'll just go around saying what's up. Um, but in class, you know, I'm dialed in, like, my parents instilled in me when it's time to work, it's time to work. So, like, I just kind of block it all out, put my phone aside, and just get work done in class. Um, track and field last year, was it was my first year doing it. Went to districts for shot put and completely just failed every single attempt. It was bad. But, you know, outside of football, um, I'm just really home with my family and my little brothers, you know, just either playing basketball, video games, or just watching TV. So here's what I want to know. Like, you're this personable guy, smiling. Um, you know, you like to talk a lot. You're a nice dude. I turn on the film, you're, you're, off, you're a tackle wrecking guy. You're going to have a defensive tackle, maybe. I think pretty much everybody's recruiting you defensive tackle next level, right? Yeah. Yep. And, and uh, you're not a you, – guy's kind of scary on film, man. Uh, where, where, does that, uh, where does that come from? Because we're not seeing that right now in this interview. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. When I'm on the field, it's different. I like I have a place to be. Like I have goals I want to be, and nobody's gonna stop me from doing that. And that's just my whole mindset, and I think that if everybody on the team has that mindset, I don't think nobody's gonna mess with us. I really don't. Um, but that's just the hard part is instilling that culture um, that you gotta want it if you really want to get it um, into the program that will actually be really really good. We'll be the new, the new Harrisburg, probably. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, man. Hey, uh, you you have a lot of good traits, traits, qualities, characteristics. I'm sorry about your Cowboys, man. I keep looking at that Cowboy flag. Behind, yeah, man. go Eagles <laughs> this weekend. Hey, so, you, you, so you know, so you know, like Nebby and I have a pretty good relationship with Michael Parsons. We, I covered him in high school. Nebby, Nebby uh, knows him pretty well. Um, and just did a big story on him down at uh, Mandarin. Yep. Would you guys lost surprisingly? <laughs> it, it was bad. It's it's hard to be a Cowboys fan, man. What, what do you think the Cowboys got to do, man? What do you think they got to do to get this thing going? And <sighs> we got to do a lot. It. I think we got to let go of Dak. Really, uh-huh. he's he's horrible. <laughs> he didn't play too good when Nebby was there. He gave Nebby a good yeah. interview though. So he, he he gave me a great <laughs> interview. But uh, you you let my man um yeah you let my man in Dallas tell it, Jerry Jones. He Dak's the answer to everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's we gotta make I, a lot I, of changes. We did get we got rid of Kellen Moore, which is something we need, Ben needed. Listen, to do. man, Dak is not a bad quarterback. I'm gonna give Dak his props. He's playing in the National Football yeah. League. It just has to have some changes. Well, he ain't a good one. I think they're trying to make. Hopefully. He ain't a good one right now. <laughs> Listen, <man. laughs> right. Ho- hopefully the offense changes and I, he plays better. He plays like Jalen Hurts. Hopefully, uh, I think I think there are some extenuating circumstances. I mean, they they got rid of Amari right. Cooper. I don't think they really replaced mm-hmm. him. You know, got didn't play his best ball. I don't know if he played, you know, awful all the time. I mean, he did lead the league in interceptions. I'm not, I, I would like to see him get it fixed. You know, I said we have a good relationship with Micah. It'd be great to see him uh, do some things and 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 whatnot. But he looked you know, good against Tampa Bay. It is what it is. He looked good against Tampa Bay, but um, you Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay was hard, <laughs> man. Yeah. But uh. You say you like to talk a lot, man. So hopefully, when your football days are over, man, you can have a career in media like Tom Brady just signed a ten-year deal. Man, he's getting that bag. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that's a that's a lot of money. Three hundred fifty-eight million yeah, dollars. No, don't forget about me and Brian. <laughs> we're touching that kind of paper, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. David, man, you gave us a lot of great conversation. You're a very personable person. Um, one thing Brian and I like to do before letting our you know our interviewees go off our podcast, um. We like to ask him, and you, yeah. you kind of segued into it and talked about how this class of 2024 needs to be the same way the the, the uh, seniors were whenever you were an incoming freshman. Nonetheless, what are some words of advice you'd give to like uh, incoming freshmen like your little brother who want to play high school football at the highest level and get all these Division One offers and hopefully get a call from IMG someday to come and play at their prep school? <laughs> yeah. Um, really, it only takes one. Um, don't go shooting for Bama mm-hmm. right away. You got to take bit by bit. I remember coming in as a freshman to the Millersville camp. Millersville came up to me. He he goes, you know, I have a high, like, you have a high future. Like, future's bright for you. And, you know, Brian, you, you said it too. You texted me, and I was like, hopefully. Like, I just, just having that spark, you know, you get that spark. That's all you need. You know, don't let one no define mm-hmm. you. Just that one yes and 
you know, it'll it'll come. It'll come. Absolutely. Well, you said it best, my man. Wise words from a decent man. It's a marathon, not a race. Tell, uh, <laughs> tell people how to find you on social media. Look, NIL's legal now in, in Pennsylvania, so maybe <laughs> maybe somebody wants to look you up, check out the film. It's it's impressive film. And yeah. hey, it made me do a double take. I, I hadn't heard I had not heard David's name anywhere. And I looked at this film, I said, what in the world? Look at this kid at Hemfield. Jordan Rooney. And, uh, so it's impressive, yeah, I think my man Jordan Rooney's going to give him a call. <laughs> <laughs> he might. He might. What, how, how can people find you on, on social and stuff? Um, yeah, my Twitter is David Paula Paula. Um, that's my name. Uh, my Instagram's Hoodie Dave. And uh, that's it. That's all I got. And David with a, a D E Y V I D. Yeah. And Polly Polly P A L E P A L E. Um, yeah. You guys can find him there. He's easy to find. I always love high school football players whose Twitter names are simple. You can find <laughs> them easily. It makes it easy for coaches and 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 everybody else. So, right. hey man, you keep working hard. You keep doing right. Your future's bright. Um, it's been fun to to from afar to watch you take off. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Keep us updated on this recruiting thing, man. Um, you know, we hey, we cover Penn State big. I don't know if they'll be in the mix for you, but um, <laughs> the end of the even if they're not, we always tell people go wherever you want to go. But keep us in the loop, man, and 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 maybe we can get out there July fourth or, or or talk to you around then when you make your decision, yeah. man. We can we can yes, throw sir. some burgers on a grill for Independence Day right afterward, man. Hit us on July fourth. <laughs> we know we'll be there on July fourth. <laughs> thank you David the UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life no matter your age or activity level visit upmc.com slash central PA sports med to learn more